This is an action-packed episode of The Upside where we address my guilt for not telling my friend that she accidentally posted a nude. We also talk about snakes, being trapped underground, and bear attacks. Try to put those in order, which one is the most horrifying versus which one is not. A rescue dog from Hurricane Ian has a whole new career. All that and more on today's show. You are an upsider, living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. Welcome to The Upside. Upside. With Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, October 26th. My name is Jeff Dollar. Today, I am grateful for our reliable cars. My, I feel like... I know. That I just jinxed it? Uh-huh. Especially because my check engine light's been on for like a week. I thought you took it in. When would I have taken it in? You would have had to come pick me up. Why do I feel like, didn't you say? I asked if you could take me and you're like, eh, I don't feel like it today. So then I put it off and it's been like a week. Eek. Huh. That could just, check engine light though. You know, my car is at a check engine light. I know, but I feel that, like. That's been wonky forever. And when I asked them about it, they're like, it's probably. It's, it could be, like, I think maybe I need a new gas cap. You know? I don't know. We'll, we'll take it to Ray. We'll see what Ray yeah. says. If Ray says they need a new gas cap. Should we take them both in at the same time and be like, is there a discount? Can we get a two for one special on check engine lightery? <laughs> you know what you can do is this is a, a tip from that I learned years ago. You can go to most auto stores, like a, like a pep boys. You know, like the retail store. You mean like a Napa cap? Like a Napa. Sorry. I- <laughs> yeah, like a Napa. Like Napa, a, I mean. Yeah. Like a Napa, like a Pep Boys, you know, those type of places. And they'll come out with a little scanner that they plug into your engine. Mm-hmm. And, and then you start your car and, the, and it'll read the code. And they'll tell you exactly what your check engine light is on. Your hair looks like you are in flock of seagulls. Yeah. Right now. Just FYI. Jeff need, needs a haircut. I need a haircut. I put my own hair in a ponytail using Ellie's little rubber band thing. That's the so other unlike day. you because usually you're like pretty on your haircuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's getting colder. So I'm getting my, you know, warm. winter coat. Yeah, I'm putting my warming <laughs> layer on. Uh, my name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful that the tides always change. I am back. I feel like on Friday I was not good. I was having a day. I had had a week. I was just like, not okay. I was at like a four and you know, almost a week later, things are better. So, you know, like my attitude's better. Everything's just better. So let me serve as a reminder to anyone thinking that things don't get better, um, in a moment of desperation. They do. They do. They always do. Um, and it may not be exactly how you thought in your head, but they do always shift. So are you saying that there's always an upside? I might be saying that <laughs> there is always an upside. No, that's actually not what I'm saying. I, I would love the formula. What to- I'm saying is if you feel really desperate and like there's nowhere else left to go, like there is always a way to shift and there's always a way to come out of it and things will get better. They won't always, you won't always feel like in a state of chaos. Two two things about that. One is I think it's important to appreciate that sometimes you can't control that. 
I don't think you did anything different between the end of last week and the first half of this week. Time just passed. That's not totally true because I oh. took my meds. <laughs> Remember, I skipped my meds. But that was one day. Right. You, you were feeling pretty lousy. For like I, a week. That's true. I, I, my point is sometimes you you can put yourself into a bigger funk by thinking about the funk that you're in. Mm-hmm. And it's so difficult for people I as a whole. And if, and if you are a person listening to this and you know the way to, to navigate out of being in a funk, please share it. But I feel like decades into my life, almost five decades into my life, I'm just now starting to understand that sometimes you just got to wait. Got to write it out. You just got to write it out. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is it's really starting to bother me how the default thinking for, I think, almost everybody is the negative. Is what if we run out of money next month? What if the car breaks down? What if our company goes out of business? What if all of you think that most people are what ifs people? Yes. I'm not talking about a constant. I'm not talking about like a a depressive state of pessimism. I just think that most people, when they think about the future, the default is negative. Wouldn't it be wonderful to, to think when you think of the future, what if I got the biggest raise of my career next year? Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody, I, I I would say my guess would be less than 2% of the population of the United States of America defaults to the terrific. Mm-hmm. And it would be cool to do that just even 50% of the time. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know what you said made me think of that, but thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, I have three horrifying. I probably would not frame this segment in this way if it wasn't the week before Halloween, but I have three horrifying stories from the news from the past 72 hours that I, I would like to share. Okay. I think I have put these in order from least horrifying to most horrifying. After after we discuss all three, Callie, you tell me if I got the order right. Okay. Okay? You might rearrange the last two. The first one is from Washington State. Uh, a woman from Leavenworth was taking her dog for a walk this past weekend. All of a sudden, a bear charges her and her dog, knocks her to the ground, and she's like in her 60s. Mm-hmm. The, I saw the interview with her. I'm guessing she's in her 60s. Uh, so she jumps up, spins around. Now, obviously, she doesn't want to get mauled by a bear. Right. Awful. But she's also she's trying to protect her dog. So she jumps. She gets knocked down by the bear, jumps up, spins around, and sees that the bear is like two feet away from her. So she punches it in the nose <gasps> as hard as she can. Oh, my God. I feel like you're not supposed to do that. The bear took off. What? Yep. Um, the victim did the right thing 
According to a wildlife biologist with the state of Washington, she didn't see it coming, so she couldn't do the, you know, you're supposed to wave your hands over your head. Like be big? Yeah, clap your hands if you have, if, if you're like on a campsite, like bang pots and pans together, just create. To be big and scary, yeah. yeah. Um, but because it was kind of an ambush, um, or an ambush. <laughs> Not your best work, but I'll take it. She couldn't do that. Um, so the instinct, when she turned around and saw that the bear was that close to her to punch it in the face, the bear scurried off. So a good ending to a horrifying story. Story number two. Uh, in Sweden, the Skansen Zoo in Stockholm uh, had to be closed and evacuated over the weekend when zookeepers realized that a highly venomous king cobra had escaped. Absolutely not. This is, I know why you said this might be the most terrifying because this is my worst nightmare. Yeah. You don't do snakes. I don't do snakes. I, I, two of my best friends in the entire world have had snakes at their child's birthday and I have not gone to the birthday party because there was a snake there. That's not why you didn't go. Is it really? It's why I didn't go to Chrissy's son's birthday. It, 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 we even had like even the. And I, I will say my my friend my uh friend who had her daughter had a birthday last weekend. Um she said I was like how was it cuz she's just as terrified of snakes as I am. And she was like, "Well, she was like I couldn't stop looking at it." So the whole party I had to have one eye on the snake to make sure that it wasn't coming to get me. That like she and meanwhile, all the six year olds are like, oh, cool. Wow. Can I wear it? Can I pet it? I yeah. want one. All this stuff. She's like, nope. I had one eye on it the whole time. And I think I would do the same thing of like, because I don't want to be surprised. I don't want to sneak attack from behind. Have you seen the video of the woman who's like a snake? I don't know if it's her pet or whatever, but it's one of the snakes that coils around things in order to kill it and then eat it. Oh, mm -hmm. and it gets around her arm. And she's trying to be so cool about it. And the guy filming is like, would you like me to stop filming and help you? So polite and calm. And she says, no, I think I've got it. And this snake, because those snakes are just like, that's a, like every inch of that snake is a muscle. Yeah. Yeah. So, They're so powerful. So I would be like, put the phone down and get an ax. Like, I, um, you, you know what I would not do? Hold a snake that coils things to kill it. Yeah. I did see, okay, I religiously read the Daily Mail and I hate it because it's like, it's such a gossipy site, but I do love it because there's a lot of things I love about it. They, they have so many different kinds of stories that I learn all this random stuff that I never knew before. They, and, ha they have to, that news site has to have an algorithm thing, right? Because I started reading it mm, after the queen died. Because I was so fascinated with the with the the ritual of the monarchy mm -hmm. and stuff, and I got sucked into it. Look, it, it must know what I click on or look through because every I can't go to daily the Daily Mail news site without losing fifteen minutes of my day. It's I don't think it it is algorithmy, but they do have really irritating pop ups for their videos. And one thing I can't stand is every once in a while they will put like a video up there of some ridiculous insect or snake or whatever that is not in the United States. Thank God. God, but it just makes my list longer of places that I will never go. Like I think one they posted yesterday was like 
from Indonesia and they saw the these snakes are not uncommon there. Like they're huge. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I don't know if Indonesia is like jungle, but they have like huge snakes right there, right? So they I think see it's just, I think it's just Indonesia. What did I say? You're saying Indonesia. Oh, Indonesia. Indo- Indonesia. Indonesia. I, I think Sorry. is I think that's like a geographic location. Indonesia sounds like something that you need to get a cream Sorry. for. <laughs> Indonesia. Well, I, could, I also could be wrong. I don't know. Um, I think they have them in like Bali too, but they found this snake that had like a really giant bulge in it. Oh no. And there was also a missing woman oh, from no. around the area. She's like 65 years old, right? So they kill the snake and they cut it open and there's a full-fledged dead woman in there Mima. like it ate it ate me yeah. the snake ate me yeah. i i don't do that that is my greatest fear i'm not going to bali probably i am not going to indonesia or, um, or indonesia or indonesia I, i'm not I, going there either i would oh my gosh that terrifies me I, I I feel similarly similarly about the. Have you ever seen the spiders of Australia? Yeah, that makes me scared to go to Australia. <laughs> I, Those things are like rats. I, I I have seen things about. I know people who have lived in Australia moved there. The beaches are beautiful. They've got koala bears, but they then, have kangaroos. Yeah, but kangaroos will punch you. They will. Yes, I thought they were nice. No, I thought koalas were mean. They both are. Oh, a koala will, a shame. will take a swipe at you. And they got big old dagger claws. Right. But they're cute to look at. Kangaroos. If you're, I know we have a few people actually who listen in Australia. So feel free to correct me if this is wrong. But I think Australians consider kangaroos in the same way that people in New York City consider rats. They're just. That makes me sad. Really? Are you mm-hmm. sure? 100%. I think Lily looks like a kangaroo. Um, the, my, little, the back jumpers. My third horrifying story. Um, is that a bunch of people went to the Grand Canyon and there is a restaurant that you can go to that's 21 stories below the ground. Oof. Okay. The elevator broke. That just gave me goosebumps. So they're in the elevator, 20 stories below ground, and they were stuck there for... 26 hours. I have to be totally honest with you. I am not sure that I would be okay going to that restaurant. Like if you only because, and it's not because I think like the world is going to cave in or something, but the thought of not being able to get out of somewhere yeah. freaks me out. That right. might be why I don't love cruises. Cause I just feel like there's no way out and it, but at least the cruise, you got a lifeboat. Well, and twer- you have open air. Like I feel like right. not having open air and being stuck down somewhere yes. i would need someone to constantly jeff and i got stuck in an elevator once yeah you didn't do well a couple with years ago i started freaking out and it was in like july in atlanta heat so i'm freaking out our phones were both dying i'm sweating and i was like full-on panicking we were the only ones in there thankfully um but i was freaking out the only thing that calmed me down was jeff was making stupid jokes to help calm me down so i would need you or someone like you to calm me down because me thinking through being stuck 21 stories underground would push me into a full-blown panic attack. I know. The, the, but the uh, snake's worse. Um, so here's how people got out. Uh, there was a staircase. There's a staircase next to the elevator mm-hmm. shaft or whatever. So workers 
where it opened the elevator and helped people climb out and get onto the staircase. So you'd have to climb up Mm -hmm. 20 very steep stairs, flights of stairs. That's freaky because it's, I'm sure, dark and the noises and it's, I mean, it's going to feel like forever, you know? Yeah. I don't know what what they're doing for air circulation. Um, Then they lowered baskets down because some of the people in the the elevator were older. Mm -hmm. So they had to take them up in baskets, but they did two baskets um, that a rescuer could be in one of them to prevent people from panicking because it took 25 minutes to lift the basket out a pitch black elevator shaft. Oh my gosh, I would cry. So, I would cry. Now here's the No, thing. you know what I would need? I would need the rescuer. I would say, I know this is going to sound really creepy. I need you to hug me really tight yeah. and just hug, like a, a like a weighted blanket. I need you to be my weighted blanket and I just need you to like squeeze me for these 25 minutes. Um, all right, I have a, one more thing about this story I want to talk about. But first, did I get them in the right order, or would you put the snakes? Oh, snakes, five thousand percent. So, you, someone... so your order for least to worst would be bear, broken elevator, snakes. Yes. Okay. The the there are people. One of the families who is trapped in the elevator is complaining. They've already said they're going to file a lawsuit. And, and I don't know if it's the same family or not. But if it is, I've. They said it took way too long for us to get saved. Yeah, it was a family of eight. And part of the issue with them, oh, and it took them too long to send food down. <laughs> you're stuck in an elevator 20 stories under the earth, and you, you're mad about a sandwich? Then I kept reading, one of the people that was trapped was a five-month-old. If you take a five-month-old. I'm not taking a five-month-old twenty. 20 stories stories under the ground. You've got, you're not allowed to complain if something happens. Well, that, that's a, that's a fool. And it was only a 30 minute tour and it's a family of eight. So somebody in the family stays up top with the baby. Well, that, and when I had a five month old and not to be judgy, but just thinking like to when I had a five month old, I overpacked like a maniac, like Ellie to go to target for 15 minutes. (laughs) Jeff would be like, you know, we're just going like five miles away. I'm like, what if she fill in the blank? And there was all these things like there were so many like bottles and all diapers and all this stuff that if we got in some sort of like dire life situation, Ellie would survive. We would not. Yeah. Like we, we, would For go, sure. we would go to, we would walk to the pizza restaurant that was two blocks from our house and Ellie would have seven bottles ready to go with formula and eight bottles of water to mix with it in case somewhere along the way we ended up in a desert. You got to be prepared. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. What is a vampire's favorite fruit? Nectarines. Have a joke for Ellie's Comedy Club? Have a comment on something we've talked about or an idea for the show? Call or text Callie and Jeff, 800-434-5454. With a toddler and two jobs, sleep is critical for me right now. Good sleep, quality sleep 
is critical for me. So you've heard me talk about all the things I do to get myself the best night's sleep possible. One of those things is meditating before I go to bed. Now, meditating is something I never thought I would be interested in doing, but I have worked my way up and now do sleep meditations every night before I go to bed. And it helps me get into a really deep, super peaceful sleep. And I wake up feeling amazing. If you are not meditating before you go to sleep and you have trouble getting to sleep or you're having a hard time winding down, check out Sleep Meditation for Women. It is a daily new meditation. Every single day you can get a new one. They're 20 to 30 minutes long and you just turn them on. You turn them on and you let the guide guide you into sleep And usually I can't even remember when I fall asleep uh, because the recording goes and then it just falls off. And there you go. You are asleep. Go follow Sleep Meditation for Women wherever you listen to podcasts and start listening for free today. Just search Sleep Meditation for Women on your favorite podcast app and follow. I don't know if this is going on all over the country, but every neighborhood in Atlanta is complaining about their garbage pickup. The the barrels go out on Tuesday for a Tuesday pickup, but then everybody gets the alert from the company that it's not coming till Wednesday or even Thursday. And now we got a street full of garbage. I know it's a first world problem, but it makes me aware of just how much trash is generated. Lomi is a device that lives in your house. Ours is in the garage, and it turns your food scraps into dirt with the push of a button. It's basically a countertop electric composter. It takes less than four hours. There is no smell, and basically, you are turning leftover orange peels or whatever, any food garbage, it's turning your trash into dirt that you then put in your planters and there you'll have noticeably less garbage. So you are uh, giving something your neighbors, giving your neighbors something to smile about because they don't have to look at your trash for two days, but you're also making a positive environmental impact just by cleaning up after dinner. Head to Lomi.com, that's L-O-M-I.com slash upside and use the promo code upside, you'll get $50 off. Go to L-O-M-I.com slash upside and use promo code upside at checkout. Food waste is gross, Lomi is your solution, and you wanna move quickly as they're over 80% sold headed into this holiday shopping season. We love our Snow Days Pizza Bites. They are super delicious. We keep them in the freezer. They're a great snack for us. They're a great meal for Ellie, and they have incredible flavors. Now, my favorite thing about Snow Days is that they're like the pizza bites we used to eat as a kid, but without all the junk in them. And when you go to buy a bag, you can flip the bag over and literally understand every single ingredient because they're putting the freshest ingredients into their pizza bites. They have a new lemonade edition flavor and it just launched. I have gotten to try it. It's incredible. It's the Tex-Mex chicken taco bites. So it's spiced chicken, roasted peppers and onions and their fajita sauce. It is so delicious. The promo code upside is going to save you 10% off the Tex-Mex taco bites. Plus you can purchase an additional two pack of original pizza bites for 50% off. 
So go to snowdays.com slash upside to activate that offer. Again, that is snowdays.com slash upside. You're going to enter the promo code upside and get that 10% off the Tex-Mex taco bites. And if you want on top of that, you can purchase an additional two pack of original pizza bites for 50% off. The automatic discount is going to show in your cart when you add any two pack after you already have a three pack of Tex-Mex in your cart. Snowdays.com slash upside promo code upside. We appreciate our upside partners and we appreciate you for supporting them. For more information on any advertiser on the upside, visit CallieAndJeff.com. I have a super pup alert, and this week's super pup alert is going to be in the Pick Me Up. And if you're not subscribed to the Pick Me Up yet, it is awesome. It is our weekly newsletter uh, that I put together of things that bring me tremendous joy. And then I throw in like some random surprises every once in a while. So that's kind of fun. This week, I'm also putting our pasta recipe that we used and the pasta attachment because we had so much fun last weekend with that. And I've gotten some messages on that. Um, So I'm going to do that. And then I've got some really cool like fall sneakers that I'm loving um, that I'm posting in there too, because that was a big hit last week. Jeff, I know you probably didn't see it. But I posted like I read a super it. cozy yes. outfit last week, and that was like a big hit. So I'm going to do that again. Just things that, you know, I'm starting to think about holiday season, not spending all of my money at once um, and spreading it out. All right. Today's super pup alert. There, Hurricane Ian happened, and the Good Samaritan in Greensboro, North Carolina, found two four-month-old puppies that were abandoned. They were in a box. So... The person who found them took the dogs to animal services. They were checked out. And one of the dogs got adopted by the Guilford County Sheriff's Office. And his name is Storm. And he is the newest member of the canine unit. So he is going to serve. Um, I don't know why they didn't take the other one. Because that kind of makes me sad. I know. <laughs> it's like, one super pup one? and one loser pup. <laughs> one loser. But even if you're the person that works at the police department and you go in and one is definitely like would be a good contender. Well, maybe that's. Wouldn't a, you just adopt the other one? Yeah. We, we don't know what happened to it. So maybe yeah. that's what happened. Maybe, you know, the, it probably, it, I'm sure it went to a good home. <laughs> um, but, and I'm sure there's probably some sort of testing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like these I, kind of dogs would make a great. I can safely say that that Lily probably wouldn't make a great trainable service dog, but maybe one of Lily's siblings would. Mm-hmm. So she would go to, you know, come to live with us. The sibling could go work for a police officer. Or so something. Storm is going to be a nar- narcotic detection dog, which I just think is so cute and so cool um, that that was something awesome. They came out of, you know, a little rescue pup and a rescue pup gets a job. Our friend, um, uh, Brooke Ryan, who, who does a morning radio show in Charleston, South Carolina, had uh, had a rough week. Did you see her? No. In, did you see her Instagram? And I feel somewhat responsible for it. What did you do? I, on Monday night, was wrapping up my night, and I was scrolling through Instagram, and a picture of her popped up. And Brooke is, I don't know, Brooke's just Brooke. She's Brooke. But this picture of her gave me pause, because this was Brooke with no shirt on, with her hand across her like this. So you couldn't see across her chest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't see anything. Mm -hmm. And it looked like 
She was in a bathtub, I think, or maybe a towel. I don't know. But it seemed odd for her, but not completely out of character. Mm-hmm. She's a radio show host. Maybe it was a bet on the radio show. Like it, it definitely, like I paused and I'm like, oh, hey, Brooke. And then I was like, I wonder why she did this. If this is a, I wonder if she meant to do this. But because there was nothing showing. You're like, yeah, whatever. I was like, hey, well, good for Brooke. You know, like way to go. Body confidence. Boom. Next. Off to the next one. And then I saw her Instagram stories the next day where she was explaining that her sister-in-law, she woke up the next morning to a bunch of texts from her sister-in-law asking what the heck she posted on Instagram. And Brooke realized that she took a picture to send to her husband who was out of town, but took it on Instagram in order to use one of the filters. Oh no, that is my biggest fear. I do that all the time. Sent the picture with the filter off to her husband, closed it, thought she Took it up, Instagram, closed it up, shared it, then immediately went to bed. Oh my gosh, that hurts. I, I mean, when I saw it posted, it was maybe 15 minutes old. Mm -hmm. I feel like had I texted her and said, hey, did you mean to do this? She might not have been asleep yet. And then it would have saved her an overnight of embarrassment. Yeah. But I didn't because I feel like you what, can't though. What would you have done? You would just be creepy. Well, it's different for me because I'm a girl. So that would I, feel be, like I don't think it would be creepy to be like, "Hey, why'd you post?" She posted it publicly. I don't think that's. I wouldn't. Would you think it's creepy if somebody gave you a heads? If you posted something inappropriate, guy. Um, if a guy texted me, I would be like, "Uh, oh, yeah, that's a little weird." But like, thank you. I would. What I feel like you should have done is told me and I could text her and be like, hey, girl. You'd already been asleep for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like, I I don't know. I felt a little bit like maybe I was a bad friend. But I didn't, I I wanted to err on the side of you do you. Yeah. Instead of, ooh, what did you do? Yeah. I think you made the right choice. All right, here are your three random things for today. This one is a random follow-up to one I did earlier this week. Uh, the guy who put 150 candles in his mouth, mm-hmm. or however many candles he did, uh, broke it. You know, I, I think I mentioned that he does these, he tries to break as many Guinness World Records as he can mm-hmm. um, as a way to promote STEM education, mm-hmm. you know, science and technology, whatever. Uh, he broke another one. Um, this week? Yeah, I think so. He blew a pee. A distance of 24 feet and 7.6 inches. A P as in like a, pee, like a, a dinner P? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. So he was, oh, and that was his 250th Guinness record he broke. I mean. Wasn't really excited about that one, but it felt like a follow-up to the one I did before. The candle one, I thought was like, oh, that's crazy. A P? That's so weird. Uh, your second random thing is scientists in Japan are developing a human washing machine that washes the mind and the body. I'm told, sold. I'll take I, it. I, I read this and was like immediately, yes, I'm in. I feel like that's something they sold at Brookstone, would sell at Brookstone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for like, like $10,000. Yeah, here's a massage chair and also a, a mind washer. Is Brookstone still a store? No. Oh, rest in peace. 
the product uses high-speed water jets filled with tiny air bubbles to clean the person using it. And then um, a relaxing video place. So they're supposed to be finishing this by 2024 um, so they can debut it, which means that we probably won't see it till like we're 60. But when we're 60, we're going to need it. It's, I think it's great. Climb out of bed instead of taking a shower. Climb into another bed mm-hmm. that washes you while you lie there and slowly wake up. It's I think it's most, amazing. It's the most envious and enviable. Enviable part of Ellie's existence is how gently I wake her up. Mm-hmm. I think you do too. Like yeah. We we never go like barging in there and flipping the lights on. We go in, turn the light on. We sit down on the floor next to her crib. Wait for her eyes to wake. I want to wake up like that. Me I, too. I just got that submarine down alarm on my phone. It's like, <laughs> wake up. Uh, the Butterball Hotline comes back on November 1st. This is the you know thing you call up. You get tips on how to make your turkey. Uh, for Have the- you ever called that? No. D- is it actually like a, a person? Yes. So if you're having trouble, you just yeah. pick up the phone and call. Yeah. I don't know who, who calls. We live in a world of Google now, so I don't know who calls. But I can uh, tell you who calls. My grandma would call, except for she knows that I make a turkey. But um, So it starts on November 1st, but uh, they have a uh, talk line comfort calendar, which every day until up until Thanksgiving, if you are hosting Thanksgiving, you can call up and get some reassurance, some confidence, some tips. You can just vent about your annoying relatives, whatever it is you want. That's what the Butterball Hotline will be for. Uh, and they're also giving away gift cards to people who participate in the Butterball stuff between now and Thanksgiving and Instacart, which makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, stock up on all your Thanksgiving stuff, but also um, spas and online therapy. Nice. I feel like that is good too, because apparently turkeys this year are like crazy expensive. Yeah. So if you ruin one, it's not just yeah, it's like going to be an investment for a lot of people if they choose to do a turkey. Like, we'll have to dive into this. Like, I feel like we're not going to do a turkey this year. We'll and do it. I'm we'll, fine with it. We'll do a turkey breast. Why are you sold on doing a turkey? I thought you were leading the charge of like no turkey Thanksgivings. Because people want turkey. I brought that up, and people want some form of turkey on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So rather than worry about roasting the whole thing, a couple years ago, we had a really great recipe for a turkey breast that you cook in the crock pot. And then that's your turkey part. Then you make steaks. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to do a tenderloin. We'll have to talk about this more as Thanksgiving approaches. Those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. If you've been listening to the show for a long time, you remember when I wired up our entire house with microphones because our neighbors convinced us that our dogs barked nonstop from the minute we walked out the door to the minute we came home, they were barking. Never challenge a guy that has recording technology (laughs) in his house. So I put a microphone in every single room of the house and ran it all into a console and then ran out of the console into an app that would actually notify you via a phone alert when there was noise in your house and learned that they weren't barking nonstop. They were barking when Amazon came, mm-hmm. you know, or when somebody was walking their dog and they came up into our front yard grass, right? That's when they barked. And 
but I still have, I, bought, I had to buy long cables for that. I still have those and I thought, I'm never ever gonna use these. But I was wrong. Because this weekend, I'm gonna run a cable from the studio into a microphone that I'm gonna suspend over Ellie's crib. Because when she goes down for a nap or when she goes down for bed at night, she has full on meetings with the stuffed animals that hang out in her over there. And it, you don't feel like you get a clear, a clear idea of what she's saying from just the monitor? Well, my thought is that I'm just gonna start documenting it now, because we'll see, we'll hear the progression of her storytelling. But then I could also chop it up and edit it and I, we could create a podcast and we'll call it a Cribcast. And it'll just be five minutes of Ellie gibberish. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a niche. It's all you need. Other babies might understand what she's talking about. Exactly. A podcast for babies. Perfect. Hey guys, so I'm listening to today's show and you were talking about Jeff using Ellie's little nose vacuum thing. Um, can I just say that I am beyond thrilled that the manual nose sucker wasn't a thing when my kids were little because that is disgusting. I would never use a sucker where I had to like use a straw to suck out the boogies. Hospital boogie sucker all the way, nose vacuum all the way, manual straw sucker. Uh-uh. Bye. I think it's Monday's episode that I'm listening to about the firefighters and decontamination. When I was in Indianapolis working in TP, I sent a news crew to a house fire. And come to find out later on that it was actually a meth lab that was on fire. Like it was a house, but it was a meth lab house. Um, and my guys, my news crew got stuck at the scene literally all day because they had been covering it and had been close to the house and they were not allowed to leave the scene until the fire crews decontaminated them. It was the craziest thing, um, you know, because when you respond to something like that, you don't know that you're going to a meth lab fire. And then, you know, you don't think about your news crews needing to be decontaminated. And, yeah, it was a big ordeal. Like, they had to um, stay at the scene all day long because they had gotten so close to the fire. Um, just, you know, not dangerously close, but covering it. Um, and they had to be decontaminated. So I just thought that was interesting. And when you were guys were talking about the decontamination, I was like, yep. I know that problem. Okay, have a great day, bye. I was calling about the therapy dogs and Callie, you're wanting to resist, you know, running up to them because they're for the children. Well, so I work in healthcare and um, since COVID restrictions have been a little bit better, our patients are allowed to have um, like a family member bring their, you know, very loved pet to visit them if they need to. And Anytime, like it, sometimes it's not even my patient. If I hear a dog like anywhere in the building, I'm like, oh, I gotta go see the dog. I gotta go see the dog. And it's like almost like, okay, this this dog is here for the patient, not for you, Madison. But anyways, they're just the best. We need dogs like everywhere. All right, bye. 
Hey, Kelly and Jeff. Um, I was calling about your Halloween decorations in your neighborhood. Um, we have a neighborhood with a lot of houses in it, and we have one particular home that kind of, their decorations look a little bit more like they belong outside of a fraternity house. Um, I'm just wondering how they explain that to little kids like Ellie or kindergartners or such. Um, some of the they have skeletons. They look like they're tailgating. Um, the best part is that there are two skeletons playing beer pong, and then there's one skeleton on the ground vomiting because he's had too much to drink. So um, I'm not sure if I like scary or fraternity house completely inappropriate. Um, I personally go for cutesy because Halloween's about the little kids. So anyway, thanks a lot. Bye. Don't you ever give up on your dreams. If it is meant for you, it will not miss you. So you must believe in yourself. You must really get up off of the sidelines of your own life and get in there and fight for you. You're the best person out there to put up the good fight for you.